Hi there, it's Julia Louis-Dreyfus. You may know me from my podcast called Wiser Than Me, where I talk to older women and get their wisdom from the front lines of life. I was amazed by how many people told me our show made them look forward to getting older, which is why I'm here to talk about season two of the show. Sally Field, Billie Jean King, Beverly Johnson, Ina Garten, Bonnie Ray, just to name a few. All hail old women. Wiser Than Me season two is out now from Lemonada Media. Hello and welcome to this podcast, which is called Boarding Party. I am Jackie Jennings. And this is going to blow your mind and actually might freak you out to the point of hospitalization. But most comedians are also geeks. It's I know, I know. Stop screaming. It's true. We're big geeks. And on Boarding Party, I am talking to some of today's funniest people about the secret or not so secret genre obsession that they are smuggling around in their hearts, sometimes smuggling into their comedy. So today's guest, and I think it's pretty obvious that they are geeks, are some, a lot, of the cast of the very popular podcast, Mission to Zix. For those of you who don't know, Mission to Zix is a podcast that follows the journeys of a ragtag group of galactic adventurers as they travel throughout their star system, meeting all kinds of cool aliens. It's really based in comedy. A lot of people from the world of the Upright Citizens Brigade Theater in New York and L.A. are involved. It's very, very fun. It's on the Maximum Fun Network, in fact. And I got a bunch of them here today. So if everyone can just maybe introduce yourselves and what characters you play, that would be great. Um, well, I'm Ali Kokesh, and I play Dar. I'm Lujan Fafagari, and I play Bargy, the Bargerian Jade. <laughs> uh, and I'm Jeremy Bent, and I play C-53. Were you each always into genre oh. content, into fantasy, sci-fi, a lump horror in, but, you know, mostly fantasy and sci-fi? Or was it comedy first? I, I think all of us were into comedy and genre stuff, all three of us. Yeah. For me... Uh, I feel like Harry Potter was like a gateway drug. And then um, the summer after I discovered Harry Potter, I had back surgery. So all I had was fantasy books. Like I was allowed to order as many as I wanted from Amazon. <laughs> and That's so a dangerous the- policy. Yeah. Your parents were like just books, however many you want. Well, I was going to spend three months in bed after back surgery and so I think they didn't want me to like watch television all day long and so I just ordered literally it was like if you like Harry Potter you'll like and then I just ordered everything Whoa! and I think I had like 46 books like come to our house Ooh. and I read all of those all summer <laughs> what were they that's so many books what were do you remember book besides? every two well, days I was, yeah very bored. Just imagine like being 13 yeah, and sitting in bed all day long. Yeah. Lloyd. Oh, I read like every Lloyd Alexander book. Oh, sure. Your Black Cauldrons. Great. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There was also like a really cute bunch of books that were like all by the same author, all in the same world, but like not like a series. And I feel like it was like all about like witches and fantasy. Mm. Sounds right. <laughs> it checks out. Could be that could be literally mm-hmm. anything. Yeah, it was a lot of it was like a lot of fantasy and like Ender's Game, and that was basically mm-hmm. my summer. Mm-hmm. Also good. God, yeah. What about you, Mujan? Um, I grew up a comedy nerd. I think first, like I grew up watching Saturday Night Live and like 
uh, early daily show, like any sort of old comedy that my parents and would allow us to watch, uh, like Three Amigos, like that sort of genre stuff and Mel Brooks sort of genre stuff. And actually, I think my gateway probably into sci-fi was Spaceball. Find them, catch them! Yes, sir! Prepare ship for light speed! No, 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 light speed is too slow! Light speed too slow? Yes, we're gonna have to go right to ludicrous speed! <gasps> ludicrous speed? Sir, we've never gone that fast before. I don't know if the ship can take it. What's the matter, Colonel Sanders? Chicken? Uh, Zach kind of was like, oh, this could be, space can be funny. Like, I didn't watch Star Wars. My brothers did, but I loved Spaceballs. And growing up after that, I, I think, uh, I just love the X-Files so much because that's a show that can do multiple different types of genres within the many 21 episodes they have per season. That could be funny and dramatic and about sci-fi or it could be like a black and white noir or it could be like a horror. Like I just love that world, but I've always just loved the concept of alien life and being out there in the universe. Cause I don't, I don't, I don't, I, I like to think we're not the only people here yeah. and how weird that world is. And I, and I think during college, I got really into Battlestar. So that I have like different parts of my life where I kind of dip in and out of different sorts of genre of sci-fi specifically. X-Files especially feels like kind of a template for a really well-made TV show. But there's also that yeah. factor of it's episodic. You could kind of watch the Monster of the Week episodes, but you will be rewarded for watching the entire thing, which is kind of like what you guys, right? Like that's Yeah, I think like you can making. dip in and out of our show if you wanted to. Be like, oh, this guest sounds fun. Yeah. And like you wouldn't have a problem picking up the show. But at the same time, I think our show is best experienced listening start to finish. Yeah. Like you you want to be around for the world building and the actual mm. like yeah, yeah. Totally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. And Mulder and Scully, if we're going back to the X oh, Mulder and yeah. Scully, oh. they maybe more so Scully than Mulder, they kinda go through like emotional development throughout the season. Yes. Like they're just not it's it's not like a procedural which okay, they're doing a thing and nothing happens to them. Like yeah. Scully's always gonna be a skeptic and a scientist, but as the season progresses, she becomes more and more open-minded. So I think, and we have that in our show too. We like to like, like, okay, we have like a story we're going with, but like, how are we developing the characters? What are we, what's the character's story this season? So you, okay, cool. Well, Jeremy, what are you, I know. Yeah. Um, Mujan brought up X-Files, which I was not a big fan of, but she and my fiance have bonded over their extreme love of Mm X-Files. Extreme Uh, love. Yeah. My fiance is a sci-fi and horror writer and that was sort of her (sighs) thing. Uh, But I grew up, my, we had these like, my Nana got us these time life, like legends of comedy Mm -hmm. uh, tapes from like the twenties through like the fifties. And it was like all the way back to like fatty Arbuckle and like, Sounds fake. It it doesn't sound real, but it was literally like two hour VHS cassettes that was like, here's the best of like Fatty Arbuckle, uh, you know, Abbott and Costello. uh, John Arbuckle. Yeah. uh, Sure. You know, Laurel and Hardy and like all of these old comedy stuff. And for some reason, I was really into that. Uh, And like that and like newspaper comic strips was like, that was my love of like comedy. I loved like Calvin and Hobbes and The Far Side. I was like deeply obsessed with. And then on the other side, we I was a big, big sci-fi fantasy guy at the same time. My brother and I, in my town, Star Trek The Next Generation reruns came on at 6 p.m. And so, but dinner at my house was also 6 p.m. Whoa, you had like a regulated dinner time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so like, 
my brother and I would always start watching Star Trek The Next Generation because we loved it. And our mom would be like, okay, wrap it up. It's, you know, it's, it's time for dinner. And we'd be like, okay, okay. And we'd just keep watching it. And our hope was that either our dad would come home or something would take too long in the dinner or maybe we got like 25 minutes into the episode. Because mm-hmm. if we did, we could sort of be like, we, we got to see what happens. But if she could cut it off at like 10 minutes, we didn't get to watch it. Aww. So like we were always hoping against hope that my dad would be like, oh, this one sounds interesting. <laughs> we would like get to watch the Save you. But my mom was a librarian, so she never wanted us watching TV at all. Fair. But she also brought home tons and tons and tons and tons and tons of books. Uh, so I read a lot of them. Was she stealing from the library? She was. She was embezzling cool. all of those books. <laughs> oh, good. She prob at a certain point she probably took out like every like young adult fantasy novel in the Rhode Island library system, and I probably read them. Your Star Trek, not I mean, who cares? But your Star Trek story, I had a similar, not similar, but I like Mujan was very into the X Files, and my parents had a rule that um, if I couldn't get myself to bed mm-hmm. after one episode I couldn't watch next week's because I would get so scared I would yeah, have to it's be a like escorted yeah I'm like someone would have to stand by the door for mm-hmm. a while and they're like well that means next week yeah, you're done no, yeah it's it would sometimes it would take me upwards of half an hour to like get to my bed alone which is not fair because like it's not fair sometimes in X-Files you get a fluke man and you're like whoa yes and then sometimes you get like, oh, here's a nice like romantic comedy episode. Yep. And like week Great. to week, you don't know what that show's yeah. going to be. Talking tattoo, good night. Yep. That's not my problem. Oh, I'm but out. yeah. Right, yeah. A toilet monster. The only X Files episode I remember is the Bloody Mary episode. Who am I going to marry? Satan? I've now been, thanks to. Uh, my fiance and Mujan and our friend Brett, who is also uh-huh. a big X Files fan, I have been exposed to what I think most fans consider like the best X Files episodes. Sure, and they're always the ones that are a little kooky. Like I love Jose Chunks from Outer Space. Yes. It's like such a fun. Yeah, it's usually by Darren Morgan. Who's yeah, very one of the best writers. He's written probably five or six episodes at this point, and they are all in the top yeah, ten. Like really, six good. out of ten episodes are his episodes. He just like got uh, it on some yeah. level. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm in a secret X-File Facebook group with Jeremy's fiance mm. and Brett and like all these other people. Secret? So that's like one of the only reasons I'm still yeah, on sorry, Facebook. Is- Wait, why is it secret? What are you guys oh, doing? I, I think it's like, it's not secret. It's just, you know, it's private. It's a private yeah. group. You Got don't it. want some and Yahoo let on our the nerd street show without judgment and appearing on other people's algorithms. Yeah. Got it. Okay, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, yeah. Um, so you guys, it sounds like, yeah, you guys all came from a background of loving different things in genre, but also the comedy. I think so, yeah. Yeah, while you were watching Next Generation, I was watching The Simpsons in syndication at 6 (laughs) o'clock. Well, Simpsons came on at 7, so the ideal lineup was to watch Uh Next Generation and then two episodes of The Simpsons back-to-back. That was a dream two-hour block if you could get it. That's if mom, like, really fucked up If that was mom was like, oh, my God, I'm ushering at the community theater. We're like, yes! Your mother sounds like a saint. It, my mom is a lovely human being. <laughs> so yeah, I this is like the not secret reason why I think wanted to do this podcast is it feels coming. I mean, we all performed, still perform at UCB, and it always was this world of. It seemed like there was a Venn diagram of comedy nerd, sci-fi nerd. It was like ninety-eight percent over. It was a lot of people. Yeah, right. Yeah. It was not hard to like make a sci-fi reference in a show and have people get it. Yeah, I guess wh- why? 
I always am like, why? <laughs> is it just because they're both outsidery? I've thought about this so much. Why? They're they're outsidery. They're things that you can be like strangely completist and deep dive on. I don't know. These are those are both good reasons. I think another one is both of them, like sort of what we were just talking about, both of them re- reward deep scrutiny. Like fantasy and sci-fi yeah. are both sort of made to be not just read once, but read multiple times. And I think really good comedy is made to be watched. Like I have probably seen Monty Python and the Holy Grail like 25 times and I still watch it and stuff still makes me laugh or there's stuff going on in the background I didn't notice. Yeah. And I think like really well-made comedy stuff has that where it's like, oh, this is still good. Yeah, jokes like still reveal themselves. Yeah, I think it also has to do with the fact that especially in the sci-fi genre, uh, in the sci-fi genre, there's so much imagination like because you have to create these new worlds that are based on a current world or an alternate universe or what you imagine space to be like, or what you imagine an alternate universe to be like, or what you imagine. And then this sort of mindset is similar to a lot of people who do comedy or just creative people. Like our minds are always work. We want to see, we want to create and see these weirdos and see these real, weird. I can't talk. Oh boy. These weird <laughs> worlds. <laughs> uh, so I think, I don't know. It's a, it's a place of like you, Sci-fi, you can create so many new worlds, and in comedy, you want to do that. So I feel like those two kind of connect. Yeah, I never thought about that in those terms, but specifically with improv, too, there is that blank canvas kind of feeling, which I guess you also have, and you're like, you know what? I think I'll do a new planet today. And you're making up not just the story, but the rules for the story. And Yeah, and like we spend a lot of time doing that in our show where it's like, okay, so like, what's the deal on this planet? Is it just like a normal planet or is it like, or is it, does it have weird stuff going on? So before we go any further, we're just going to take a quick break. And then when we come back, I want to dive more deeply into the podcast itself, into Zix. Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte clear liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. And we're back from break. And we're going to talk all about what we're here to talk about, you know, Mission to Zix, the beautiful melding of sci-fi geekery and comedy. How did it start? Who... Who sent the first email <laughs> or what was the first like conversation um, that you guys had or whoever kind of began it had? So I think it all started from me and Alden Ford, uh, who plays Pleck on uh-huh. the podcast. Uh, he's sort of our our crappy Luke Skywalker. <laughs> yeah. Um, he and uh, he had been listening to Hello from the Magic Tavern, which mm-hmm. is this yes. Chicago comedy podcast. They, they mess around in like fantasy world. And that is a, like, that's still a terrific podcast. Uh, we had them on our show last season. Very funny. We were, uh, we, Alden and I just got really, really obsessed with it. And we had done, uh, we had done a bunch of stuff together over the years. But most recently we were on a 
animation team at UCB. We were making animated videos together. So we were sort of used to working together. And we were like, man, this is such a good idea. If we were going to make a podcast like this where we're like, we could indulge in our really like genre nerdiness in a like comedy way for a podcast, like what would we do? We started talking about it. And pretty early on, I was like, we got to, it can't just be the two of us. That's going to be a terrible podcast. Yep. And so I was like, I knew, like, I was like, I know Mujan's a big, like, X Files fan. Allie and I had had some really deep cut comic book conversations before. Yeah. Uh, I, a guy I have been doing improv with for years works for This American Life. I was like, we should get that guy in there. And like, so we, we sort of like assembled the team. Oh, and then Winston, who plays Bino. In the, oh, and Winston. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> Alden brought in Winston, so like... I, day job yeah, Winston. Like, day job Winston. <laughs> and then like, we had like the six of us, and I remember we met at Charlene's to like talk about like... Well, oh, that was on Flatbush? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is that a good spot? That's a great spot. Okay. Yeah. Uh, for Zix fans, some Zix history there, that is wow, where we... Yeah. I think we all like came up with the idea of like, well, who would we each play on the show, Right. Oh, no, I, I have to make a correction. Okay, please, oh, please. do it. Allie and I were not there. Uh, I think yeah, we guys we met there. No, we really? didn't come in like, and smell the pit. Yeah, we or, met like in a rehearsal room in Midtown. <laughs> yeah, like Simple Studios so had, or something. Yeah, yeah. And that's where we came up with the idea of the characters. Oh, boy. Yeah. Wow. This is like, at this point, close to three years ago. So like, okay. my memory on this is not going to be 100%. Fair. And also, maybe... You know, you were at Charlene's. You might have been drunk. I, to be perfectly <laughs> honest, it might have just been like Winston's birthday or something. And we talked about the show. And I'm like, that was like a big meeting or something. I don't remember. I actually have the email from Jeremy <gasps> that yes. he sent me. And it, uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, he sent me an email on July 27, 2016, <laughs> asking if I was at all interested in meeting Monday night to talk at. Uh, I, I assume where Mujan and I also first met with everybody to talk about. Yeah, it. that's probably right. Yeah, I think. And then Winston sent me mine. So he he's our Samuel L. Jackson appearing in a. <laughs> he's a, he's the Nick Fury of the <laughs> of the Zix cinematic universe. Yeah, we sort of recognized that, like you know, within a sci-fi universe, and if we're gonna, I think the crew idea was like pretty early on that you guys would be the crew. It would be the crew because oh, yeah. that's how you could get the guest in each time. I was like, okay, well, who do you need on the crew? And like that, it's sort of, I think, spun off from there, right? Yeah, I think we all sat in the room and we're like, what sort of character we want to play and and what we dreamed of and what our strong suit is. And I just know for like, I just wanted, I think both Allie and I are just like, we just want to play badasses. We don't <laughs> yeah. want to be like low status. We don't want to be like the typical, like, woman who wants to be saved we just want to be badasses <laughs> and alden like, and seth immediately <laughs> alden and seth alden's like well i'll be a total five <laughs> for yeah, everything yeah, yeah. and seth's like i'll be a character that everyone can just shit on the entire time <laughs> well ali and mujan was there stuff specifically that you guys like i very much hear you on hey i i don't want to just be um I don't know, like one of the girls in the crew or whatever. It's like, I want to have a right. really clearly defined uh, character. Were, were, was there stuff specifically that, or even characters in genre that you were like, that is what I want to be, or that's exactly what I don't want to be. I won't do that. 
I really didn't want to just be like one of the girls. So like I wanted Dar to be omnisexual. I wanted that character specifically to be referred to by like male pronouns and female pronouns and like yeah. never like really have them just like have them distinguish like no 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 I prefer he over she and I just wanted Dar to be like very intimidating and scary. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which is something that I feel like in in the body that I have, I don't ever get to really be. Uh, yeah. And with like a radio play, you get to imagine Dar as like actually like kind of this like huge badass. <laughs> yeah. So that's that was like exactly. I think I remember like even before knowing what Dar's role was on the ship. I just knew I was like, oh, I want to play someone who's like a little mean and everyone is uh, trying to curry favor with them. (laughs) Yeah. This is not really a question, but something the experience of listening to it and being like, oh, I I know all of these people. And I listened to the first episode and couldn't tell who each of you were. (laughs) I was like, wait, who's Alden? (laughs) Which one is Jeremy? Wait, is that? I think it's Mujan. A buddy of mine from high school told me because now the show's on Spotify and he's like, oh, I just started listening to the show because I have Spotify and like, he's like, I'm really excited to figure out which characters you are. Yeah. I'm like, (laughs) to me, it's very obvious, but at the same time, I'm there for the recording. (laughs) Yeah. My character on the show is like a very specific, kind of like a New York-y lady. Like Mm -hmm. she's seen it all. She's been through shit. And I just love that type of person who's just like, ah, yeah, yes. come on, guys, calm down. Life that is, is bad. <laughs> one of my favorite types of women that I feel like exists very specifically in New York. And it's always the lady yeah. who's in her 50s will get on the subway when it's too crowded and will be like, move in and like yell at the Love people, it. you know, and you're like, fuck, I she's hope not. Like, she's like turning her hand. She's like, can you just like stick yes. people if they're not moving? And in? she's right. Like, yeah. she, oh, she's totally right. She's a little nuts, but she's correct. Yeah. Oh, and then yeah. He starts eating a tuna salad sandwich. Uh huh. Yeah, uh-huh. Hungry? Let her eat yes. whatever. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and like, she's got yes. a Doc Brown celery soda and a Ooh. tuna. <laughs> and I dare you to make eye contact <laughs> with her. Good luck. Mm-hmm. But what I love about the show, uh, especially like coming from improv and being part of the acting world and auditioning, is that through like voice acting, I could be that woman. I don't have to look a certain way. I don't have to be a certain yeah. age. I can just be this character that I want to be. And also like me and Winston and sometimes um, Seth on the show, we play like the ensemble. We play all these other characters mm-hmm. and it's like, yeah, I can play any character I want to because I have the ability to rather than someone in the industry telling me I don't look, I'm not like, you know, I'm not hot enough or something to like oh. play that role. Like it's just, we can do whatever we want. And it's really cool. I yeah. know. I know Allie said like it's fun to play Dar because physically it's so different from her in real life whereas like uh I frequently will go into auditions and they'll sort of look at me and be like uh, we need like a nerdy guy and I'm like yeah I'm a nerdy guy and they're like no 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 but like a nerd <laughs> and it's just like yeah they'll humor me and let me do one take and they're like okay thanks yep and you're like do you mean shorter yeah like, it's like what do you shorter mean? skinnier like I don't know what they mean like I have glasses and I yeah. know a lot about like Dune but that's Trust not what you want. <laughs> I'm nerdy. Yeah. Yeah. I get quirky a lot. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm actually not really very quirky. <laughs> like, <laughs> Pretty normal. Yeah. I'm just sort of like ways. at a deeply average. Yeah. Um, yeah. Auditioning is very hard. <laughs> yeah, if anyone listening to the podcast is, I'm six foot four. And yes. so like when I go into an audition, they're like, no, this isn't what we, we want. Like a loser, a nerd. And I'm like, 
I am both of those things, but I don't know. I promise. I'm sorry, I don't look. Really. I mean, at least they're having that problem, not the opposite. Yeah. You're going for like the cool person, and they're like, "No, oh, gross. <laughs> yeah. Who are you? You said cool. Yeah, leave. Get out. Yeah, it's brutal. Uh, it's a terrible industry. <laughs> yeah, this is a weird question, but I feel like uh, there's you start so many projects or have so many ideas. I like I probably have five thousand Google Docs oh, that are, you know, were like for a week I was really taking True. that seriously yeah. Oh, yeah. and just didn't do it. So what do you think made you guys see this through to the point where it's, you know, successful and like consistent and you have a fan base as opposed to like, I don't know, maybe you're all just more organized than I am, but the I fucking can guarantee that is graveyard that. of ideas is full. <laughs> At least I with think me. It's because we all really love it. Like we all yeah. just really love doing it and we all really like each other. Yeah. And it's like the fans and like having fan art, which is like so amazing. And that just all just happened to happen. Like we didn't, you know, we would still be doing it. Like regardless, I think we just truly just really love this project so much. Yeah. Yeah. It I think there were some we had a couple lucky breaks when it first started and then once the bar, ball started to roll it was like you know it sounds dumb but in the way that an improv team it's like well, once you get a few months of shows under your belt you're like hey we're like having a good time you know and like yeah. maybe we've put our stamp on whatever we're doing and like hey we made this thing and it feels good like yeah it's sort of hard now to be like oh well, we can't stop doing it now like yeah there's all, all these people love the show. Yeah. Yeah, I think, like, what was it, like, Alden or someone, like, brought up, like, maybe last season, like, and he's like, well, like, if, if we want to do season three, we're all like, yes, of yeah, course you're like, we yeah, want to do season three. Yeah, we want to do season three. I know. <laughs> sort of easy for yeah, us to say. Like, we had considered not doing a season we have, what three. What are you talking about? So you guys talked about it, mentioned it a little. What's the writing process? Do you have a list somewhere of stuff that's canon for you guys like we've gone to this planet and this was true we've gone we've encountered this type of creature so now this exists in our there world is there is a wiki right okay that you maintain that fans have made yeah well i think we started to and then we're like why are we doing this <laughs> i think winston sure. planted Other the seed will. and now fans have taken over which is great because uh, let's be honest they're going to be better at that than yeah. we are yeah but are you do you feel beholden to that stuff or yeah, I think so. I think that's like that's what the cool thing about our show is that we honor decisions and things that happened in the past, and because yeah. we know we'll be called out on it if we don't. Uh, we have like general like like oh we had Jordan Carlos was a guest in our first season, and mm -hmm. we don't use the word God. We don't have God in our universe, but he accidentally said God. We're like, well, pick someone else, and he's like, uh, Rod. We're like, great. Rod, forever going forward, will be the deity of the Zix universe. And we bring <laughs> yeah. him up all the time. <laughs> cool. And so, like, that has now been held true for all three seasons of, like, anytime anyone says God in a recording, we'll be like, oh, I can just take it again and say Rod. And so, like, at no point, and, like, we've even, like, at one point we referred to somebody as a demi-Rod. And, like, <laughs> we still don't know who Rod is, but we all, I think, yeah, have no. our individual idea. <laughs> We're all in agreement. Yeah. yeah. Season three. Oh, I, but actually, it's kind of a beautiful, it's like, you all agree that Rod exists. He's different for everybody. It, well, sure. Yeah, exactly. I, I feel like if we ever get, like, Patrick Stewart to do the show, they can be Rod. Sure. Yeah. And then. Patrick, we'll... you were listening. I know hey. you live in Brooklyn. You he may does. be Park Slope. We're around. 
Okay, guys, uh, thank you so much for doing this. Do you want to, season three is out now, right? Yes, currently. Yeah. Yeah. Do you want to tell everyone where they can get it slash maybe like, I don't know, guests or anything that is. You can get it. Tantalizing. You can get it. You You just can can get get it. it. Uh, it's out wherever you listen to podcasts run okay. iTunes run any number of platforms this year we have joined up uh, with the delightful Maximum Fun podcast network oh, yeah. so their podcasts wherever you find their podcasts will be there uh, as part of their slate of delightful programming cool are you guys don't they do cruises they do we have not been offered yeah. a slot on the cruise wow. yet that's it's in your you know what Max Fun it's in After your court this. yeah it's also probably in their best interest because at least I get very sick on any motion. Okay. Me too. So, yeah. Can't good, do a yeah. cruise. <laughs> so Mujan will Skype into the cruise. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. 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 Allie will be airlifted and dropped onto the boat. I'll be airlifted. Between the Atlantic. <laughs> yeah. But it's a very fun season. The sound design is another level mm. above this year because of our sound engineer and designer, Shane O'Connell. Yeah. And we have a lot of amazing guests. We get a guest that are usually our friends and people like in the UCB community who are big fans of. So... If you are aware of that community or people on television, you'll be delighted with the guests we have. Yeah, Every we have. episode so far has been so much fun. We so. have some we have some television guests this season. We have some uh, guests you might know from well known podcasts. Okay, this season. I think fans are going to be going to be pleased. Great. Uh, well, that sounds awesome. Thank you guys so much for just chatting. Yeah, delighted to. Yeah. I want to thank all of the Mission to Zix folks for being here. Season three is coming out as we speak. It's it's rolling out along the podcast airwaves. So make sure to check it out. Yours truly makes an appearance in an episode. And it's very exciting. And I would say I'm a little bit of a game changer. I think it's fair to say that. Um, and guess what? No one's going to correct me if it's not. So definitely check out Mission to Zix. And if you liked what you heard here today subscribe to our podcast. It's fun. We have on a bunch more really fun, geeky people. So definitely make sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. And thanks for listening.